I'm Tyler, most likely to become manager at Red Lobster Dennering. I'm Connery. This is my guy good luck bracelet that grandma left me in her will, Hanson. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> the sister gives that exact line of dialogue. I thought it was horrible. Like, the stupidest <laughs> thing anyone could possibly say. Well, that's cool. <laughs> There's a lot of things like that. I had a movie. bunch of options. One of them was Connery bring my bring a PSP to my funeral hands. Yeah, yeah, that one's good. That one's good. Uh, I put I forgot my I forgot my iPod dentering. Connery, these are for the yearbook Hanson. I forgot my iPod. That's okay. They have CDs. <laughs> I have one more. I have one more that was good. Oh, fuck you, Ben Franklin. <laughs> yeah, that's like the one. I think. Yeah. Uh, this is the franchise, the podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. And to get, today we're gathered here and joined by no one. It's just no me one. and Connery. Yeah. They <laughs> got Final Destination, our original oh, death. No! <laughs> they got Final Destinated? Yeah, Final Destinationed. Final. Hmm, I final wonder Destined. What the, I, yeah, I wonder what the correct verbiage is. I put Final Destined in our last show note thing. Yeah, and then I think I changed it to Destinated. <laughs> But is it? Let us know in our uh, emails at the franchise podcast gmail.com if it's destinationed, Fin- destinated, or destined. Final destined sounds like a Final Fantasy spinoff game. Yeah, they gotta use their phoenix down so they can come back to <laughs> well, life yeah. after being like crushed and like having all of his organs hanging out and stuff. Yeah, when what, McKinley when McKinney gets squished, they just <clears throat> phoenix down him and he like reassembles, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Killings are like pretty intense. They in are. They're one. very gruesome. But uh, hey, we're covering Final Destination three today mm-hmm. to continue our FD franchise, the roller coaster one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is the subtitle, uh, <laughs> the roller coaster tycoon simulator. <laughs> that's pretty much a roller coaster tycoon. Yeah, that's how I played it now as a middle schooler. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and beyond and beyond. <laughs> But uh, here we are in the third installment of this storied, hallowed franchise. Hallowed ground, indeed. Um, with returning director James Wong from the first movie. Mm-hmm. And you can tell and, uh, he's here. Yeah, it's definitely a different vibe from the second one. But it's much more serious. Yeah, yeah. And and like more trying to be actually scary, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. As opposed to the second one, like the director's just like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> luckiest guy (laughs) but before we get to the movie proper we have to do our usual segment of what's new did you have to go first this time tyler i guess so yeah i watched crimson tide how was that i have art (laughs) devoted to that but i haven't seen it the way i got to this is i was scrolling through amazon prime uh just randomly and i'm like oh there's crimson tide i never seen that and then i remembered the whole reason why i should watch crimson tide (laughs) If uh, Connery, do you do you have you told this story on the podcast before? You know, I don't think I have. Okay, you should. You should. Okay, you know. so one one of my favorite artists is uh, Sean Phillips. Okay, he, don't say his name out loud. I can say his name out loud. It's okay. an it's a great piece. But Sean Phillips, he's done graphic novels such as uh, the new Reckless series. He did uh, one of my favorite novel, graphic novels of all time, Fade Out, Criminal. He, him and Ed Brubaker do a bunch of fantastic stuff together. They're an amazing team. Check them out. I have two commissions of his hanging in my office. One is Pan's Labyrinth. The other one is uh, Devil's Backbone. And for this one order, I commissioned him to do, uh, what's, what's it called? Uh, Crimson Peak. But he read that as Crimson Tide. And so when I got in the mail, I literally had Crimson Tide. I had no idea what it was until I was like, 
is this Crimson Tide? <laughs> I, I know I looked up submarine movie because there's a submarine in the picture with Denzel Washington. And I was like, oh, he gave me Crimson Tide. <laughs> do you have it nearby? I do have it nearby, yes. Yeah, I want to look at it. Yeah, hold on, quick. I'll get it. Isn't it just like the poster kind of? Where it's, it's pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much the poster. It's not really like an original take, unfortunately, but it's still pretty good. Oh, yeah, it's like a cooler version of the poster. It's uh, So if you know the poster of Crimson Tide, there's a submarine in the middle and then the heads of Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington. Yeah. This is really well done. Right? It's a beautiful piece. I'm just like, I've just never seen Crimson Tide. <laughs> Gene Hackman looks so angry. Yeah, right? He's menacing as hell in it. But, uh, yeah, so that's what spurred me to watch it. <laughs> um, I think Connor has to watch it now so he can frame his art piece finally. I 100% do. Maybe he got a, maybe Sean Phillips got a little too much influence from his cousin, Todd Phillips, uh. director of Joker. You know, doing a little bit of wild card. A little chaos. I like the like him really being like, I really hate Crimson Peaks. I'm just going to give him Crimson <laughs> Tides. I love Crimson Tides. And then he went, ha, we live in a society where Crimson Tide's a good movie. And it is. Yeah, it is really good. Movie. It's like, I'd say like top tier 90s action thriller. Okay, that's great. It's kind of like a chamber drama to an extent too. Coming from you, that's high praise. You, you're like in that world. Uh, What, just watching a lot of 90s Yeah, watching a lot of 90s action <laughs> yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, it's like definitely up there. It's probably one of Tony Scott's best movies. And mm. I forgot Tony Scott directed it too. So I'm like, oh, that's, that's a bonus. And double bonus, Viggo Mortensen and James Gandolfini show up in the movie. Oh, so. damn, that's great. That's it's a good a cast. Pretty great cast. Yeah. So that's on Prime, Amazon Prime right now. So check out. I'll if you it. haven't seen it in the past 25 years, everybody, watch Crimson Tide. It's it's worth it. I'm sure. going to watch it and frame it. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. What's new yeah. with you, Connie? I played the Ghost of Tsushima DLC that came out for the game when they did like the PS5 upgrade. Are there more ghosts? There are more ghosts and more Tsushimas, and they're everywhere. Is Tsushima like the town? Tsushima's like the little island continent. Oh, so there's (laughs) there's just a bunch of islands? Yeah, there's a bunch of islands. So, like, I think you go to Icky Island is like the spinoff, or not the spinoff, the DLC of it. So, you're just doing kind of more of the same thing, but it's a beautiful, fun game. So, it was just rad going through it again and being like, here we go. I actually don't know because I haven't played it, but like, do you actually fight like ghost samurai or is it just like they're all no. just like, yeah, okay. No, they're, they're all, they're all, it's not nothing really supernatural. They have like s- s- mythic tales that they tell and you yeah. think like, oh, things are going to get like interesting or I'm going to fight a ghost or like a monster or something like, oh no, it's just some guy that's pretending to be a monster or it's just some bandits that are raiding a town. I'm like, I kind of really just wanted to fight like a bunch of like ghost bandits or like there's one guy in the DLC that becomes like a blind like monkey monster fighter who just like lives in a dark cave and he's blind and hangs out with monkeys <laughs> and he's pretty fun. But that's pretty wild. Yeah, his armor is the best armor in the entire game. And that's what I went on to beat the rest of the game with. And I was like, this is sick. I love yeah. this armor because it just makes reposts easier and kicks butt. Like, they have, like, one-on-one duels with, like, the big bosses, which are really cool and cinematic. I guess that's pretty much what's been new with me. I'm, I'm prepping to go to uh, Maui with my family. That's tomorrow. Yeah, so we're recording today. Yes. We are supposed to record yesterday, and I put on this movie, and I'm like, this is too much Final Destination two days in a row. <laughs> I can't. Hyperventilated. I can't. Die. Mary Elizabeth Winstead shows up on screen, and I'm like, I can't process this right now. We'll get to that in a minute. But... Um, hey, good time. Watch that again. It's on Netflix. It's really good. Go check it out. Good time is great. <laughs> uh, if you liked Uncut Gems, you'll love Good Time with uh, our Pat himself, Robert Pattinson, yeah. the former Vampire King himself. Yeah, the skin of killer. <laughs> <laughs> skin of killer. Can't, can't, I need to stop bringing up Twilight. 
you're obviously big into it now. Yeah, I'm based quite hard. Did you know there's another book that Stephanie Meyer wrote where she just like re regendered everybody? So like, the, oh the yeah, boys are girls and the girls are boys. I think that came out like before Midnight Sun. Probably yeah. That sounds fun to me. Like that's a cute one too. Yeah, I guess we'll have to cover that. Yep. On our <laughs> much threatened Patreon. <laughs> I like the idea of much threatened. That's good. <laughs> that alludes to the energy of our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> it's a threat. One dollar tier, dirty wet hog bread. What's our top tier called? Um, I don't know. Future guest? Yeah, well, I guess so. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> Pay to be our friend. <laughs> is that what all podcasting kind of is? To simulate friendship? <laughs> uh, hey, shh. I don't, I don't know who you are. <laughs> Shut up. I've never even seen your face. That's right. We wear these bags over our heads to so keep our anonymity <laughs> safe from each other. Don't tell lies. <laughs> a lie will remain a lie. <laughs> okay, we're going too far off the, off the uh, Gotham City docks. Yeah, we, we've, we need to come back, into, come back into Gotham Bay, Manatee. We've yeah. gone too far. <laughs> Just make even deeper references to things. That <laughs> we can be like. self-indulgent. What else is podcasting but be <laughs> self-indulgent and pretend we're friends? <laughs> self-indulgent. <laughs> hey, speaking of the general East Coast, I think that's where Final Destination 3 takes place. Probably. They have a tricentennial <laughs> ceremony where they say, fuck Ben Franklin. <laughs> that's right. And boy, howdy, this one is so much fun. It features the group of teens that are most amped I've ever seen to be at a carnival, ever. (laughs) Absolutely amped. Um, What was your overall feeling of this movie before I was a little bored with this one, I will say. Yeah. I'm hoping that I won't get have like a similar situation with 4, even though you keep telling me 4 was really bad. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I'm like I'm already like I might be getting burnt out, and I feel like but the, but the fifth one I feel like I'm gonna be like yeah, it's it's like like climbing the mountain it kind is. of feel. It really is, yeah. Yeah, where I'm like I'm acclimated now, and I'm like okay, you know, it's not like. But then this movie tries to like gross you out or be really like suspenseful. You're and getting creepy. like elevation sickness watching this. Exactly, <laughs> I'm getting elevation sickness. <laughs> watching Final Destination Three is like having elevation sickness. <laughs> Quote Henry Hansen. <laughs> Put that on the, the poster. DVD. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what I? I think I was bored most of the time watching this one. I will say that. What about you? What what, you, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's kind of like it's not exactly, but it's slightly like the Star Wars uh, Disney trilogy, mm. where it's like okay, J.J. Abrams does the first one. Yes. Ryan Johnson does the second one. J.J. Abrams comes back and does the third one. Yeah. And tries to like overly correct a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Final Destination Two is so diff- radically different like Last Jedi is, mm-hmm. but it takes itself a lot less seriously and then this one's just like oh no no you have to take this seriously we have to go back to like all the rules we need to explain the rules a lot yeah they don't reference uh the second movie at all i think yeah. they just reference flight flight 180 again right you're right and <laughs> there's also a photo of 911 there is <laughs> they just like linger on <laughs> for a long really, time really in poor taste <laughs> i was just um, like ooh <laughs> tony todd caused 911 there's a bunch of things like that it's really weird i thought tony todd would be there in the end like there's someone walking behind that'd be cool if he was just like walking you're right that'd that'd be cool no instead it's love train (laughs) train. Uh, anyways i'm getting too far off of what i was saying but yeah it's just the pacing's a lot slower like the build-ups to the kills are like longer but 
like at least they feel longer. It might mm-hmm. be the same amount of pacing, but it's like there's just not as much energy there. Yeah. And it's like more brooding and like um actually just trying to be like like the whole train crash at the end. It's just like this is just pretty horrifying. Yeah. Like all I, the deaths are pretty pretty horrifying, which I guess is like more empathetic to when people they in a burned way. those two women alive is the one where i was really like this is what yeah. i'm going to be in for the entire time yeah exactly that was like way too much yeah i was like this is a lot right now i don't like it it's just like really perverse to an extent where it's just like the second one is like oh the character's kind of stupid yeah like there's the shaggy live action shaggy guy who gets <laughs> <laughs> sliced into pieces but this one like mckinley gets smashed in the ground and is like upper torso comes off mm-hmm. and it's like it just feels more visceral and real yeah which is what is good for a horror movie but uh, it's like i don't it just feels like mixed messages or something mm. i don't know we have moments of like that like horrible thing where they zoom in and linger on like the horror of the kill yeah but then they have moments like when that freddy guy local ch- local predator freddy gets uh <sighs> predator predator <laughs> He get he gets killed nearly off screen. Like they have yeah. to walk over to be like, oh, that was Freddy. <laughs> he gets a oh. truck engine fan like propeller in his head from a truck. <laughs> he gets a boat propeller from a truck. I think it's like an engine <laughs> propeller or something. Oh man, yeah. This it's just I can't jump ahead too much. I mean, I can. It's just like <laughs> I feel like this movie is especially just like cruel to women for like no oh, yeah. real reason. Mm-hmm. It's like, and that character is so unnecessary, Freddy or whatever. Yeah. He's just like disgusting. He calls women like fun bags and yes. stuff. And it's like, it's like, okay, I get like that they're trying to make the joke is that he's just so like ridiculously stupid, but it just is like, does all the men have quick horrible. deaths and all the women have really lingering, horrifying deaths in this movie. I guess you're right. Who, what other the two women burn, burn oh, alive? Oh, right, yeah, and then the uh, other girl d- gets nailed from the back of the head yeah, into her eyes, and she's still alive for a little bit, and they linger on that. Yeah, um, the her her sister gets her neck wrapped around by like a noose being pulled by a horse, and that goes on for a long time. Right, and then she stops it, but then she still gets <laughs> launched out the window of the train or something. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly, and she gets like sliced in half on the train. And it's horrible. Yeah. But like, like I'm, I was like James Wan. I don't know what your deal with ladies was in this one, but you do. He really made him suffer in this for some reason. Yeah, um, the dudes, the the football player gets his head smashed in by a weight. He's done. McKinney crushed by a sign, instantly dead. Uh, Freddie um, hit by a propeller, instantly dead. Yeah, and those are the three men. And Freddie's just so nasty he's the one who deserves like a drawn out like yeah death like the lottery winners like, they build it up to be making like that's i think the second one does a lot better job of building up mm-hmm. everyone being kind of shitty yeah but like he's just like one really shitty dude mm-hmm. and he kind of doesn't get like some morbid death yeah you know? like he should i should he should be like front and center like death where i'm like good he's dead he was a jerk there's so much yeah there's so many weird like mckinley or whatever like mm-hmm. I'm fine with his death and everything, but that character is just really off-putting and like, uh, like he's like disturbing. Like he's, he's like teenage Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and he had got that distinct vibe. Yeah, for whatever well, reason, and that he like will become a serial killer. Yeah, he will grow up to be Dennis. <laughs> the Dennis system. Yeah. Well, he like shoots nails at a pigeon and kills it. Like that. Oh, I didn't see him do that. Yeah, that's it. like when he's in the back of the the warehouse and stuff. Uh. He like loads up the nail gun and then shoots at pigeons and gets one. And like that's. That's the early signs up. of serial killer stuff. Yeah. I don't even know that much about true crime stuff, but I know that. Yep. <laughs> uh, and just to clarify, James Wong, not to be confused with James Wan, they just sound similar. <laughs> similar. <laughs> 
his letter difference. Who's mm. all, he's uh, done a lot more in greater horror things, but yeah, you know, like we're on Aquaman. This <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman's great. Aquaman's fun. But I don't know. Like what else? I was. I feel like I was going to bring up another point about. Some, oh, that's what it was. The the two the two popular girls in this like. They really don't do. They anything don't do anything wrong. bad. No, yeah. that's like they even try to reach out to the girl who lost her boyfriend, and are, are like, "Hey, do you want to like come to the tanning salon with us? Here's my number. I I have yours already." And I was like, oh, "They're really trying to. They, they pat themselves on the back about it, but at the same time, like they're trying to be nice." Yeah, the clothing that they make them wear in this movie, and then then the lack of clothing they have them wear. In this yeah, movie. it's like just a lot of excessive nudity in the in the tanning beds mm-hmm. and I'm just like and I'm like wait aren't all these people in high school no and they're you they're all 20 they're all are well the actors <laughs> the are, actors are. the actors are but then even at the funeral like McKinley's like it's like oh like I don't know <laughs> Hitler was around or something I don't even remember what dumbass <laughs> he, he argument was, he was his making. argument was like the the, the priest says <laughs> and death size everyone is equal and he goes are you kidding me Hitler got to live to like whatever age all these politicians and warmongers <laughs> and Osama's still alive <laughs> vice president he says vice president. oh that was another one I should have well, done a Cheney o- reference Osama bin supervisor <laughs> that's a pretty good line it is um but yeah he's just like going on this rant and he's just like and these girls didn't even live to be 18 i'm like like, so that's (laughs) like why why is this in the movie like it's so problematic it makes freddie even more of a predator because now we know for a fact they were 17 (laughs) oh yeah because he isn't even in high school yeah he graduated two years ago he hangs around them monitoring their development a quote from freddie verbatim (laughs) Uh, yeah i don't know it's like one of those things it's just like why why is this in the movie no, Why? Who is happen. this for? It just makes everybody <laughs> uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So unless you give him a really good death, it's yeah. not really. And good death, I don't mean like like warriors. Yeah, <laughs> a good death, a Viking funeral. <laughs> but like, like just give him like the most like strenuous death or something. Yeah, know? like he should be strangled to death by like a pile of sex dolls or like. <laughs> I don't know. He, he should have honestly died by like the mud flap of like a truck or something horrifying. <laughs> he chokes on like a Playboy magazine or something. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. He's just snoring in a plate, rolled up Playboy, like falls into his mouth. <laughs> there are a lot of really weird things in this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, that this, are... one, this one is so strange. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was going to say like, there's a line where um, who's the main guy? What's his name? I don't know. Um, Jim, well, Jim Bob? Would, would be boyfriend her, Jim her, Bob. Yeah, would be boyfriend. Yeah. Um, is he says line where, where they figure out like, oh, the hints to all the deaths are in the pictures that she took at the fair. And her name's Wendy. I remember that. Like that Wendy took at the fair. And at one point they're like, he's like, I don't want to see mine. I don't want to see mine. But then he constantly references it. And at first it's cute with him being like, is this, is this going to happen to me? Is this going to happen to me? And she's like, oh, I don't know. And he, says, he looks at her and was like, there's like nothing that like goes up my ass though, right? Oh, he says that? Yeah, he says that. Oh, I didn't catch that. It's, it's just super weird. Yeah. Where I'm like, there's just a lot going on Good in this old movie. 2006 filmmaking. Exactly. Where <laughs> it's just like deep, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> I love women and their fun bags. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just horrific. Yeah. Wendy Ryan Merriman is Kevin Fisher, is mm. his name. Yeah. I don't know. This cast is fine. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Lewis is probably the most intense person I've ever met. Yeah, played by an actor named Texas Battle. Texas Battle? <laughs> yeah. That's a screen name if I ever heard one. <laughs> That's a pretty cool name. But it's fantastic. <laughs> Texas Battle stars in Doom. Dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. 
He should have been in Doom. Yeah, just right. That name alone. I put him in that. Um, even though he's playing a high schooler in this, and Doom came out years before that, but you know, <laughs> this is the remake. That yeah, he's exist. he's like from the Bold and the Beautiful, like the soap opera, I guess. Uh, okay. I don't really know what else. I mean, I didn't even know that, but I mean, I didn't know that. I don't. I, watch I, I, I don't watch soap operas. I don't <laughs> <laughs> watches every soap opera. My uh, my mom would watch uh, all my children like every day. Oh, nice. Did your mom watch any soap operas she wasn't a big soap opera person i think she yeah. watched, watched things like similar to that maybe like in the 80s more so i shouldn't just assume that every mom watched soap operas <laughs> she was unfortunately very 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 busy watching fraser watching fraser she would watch <laughs> fraser religiously i know that she'd like watch that in the evenings apparently mary elizabeth winstead she's the star of this i like her a lot as an actor i've always really liked her mm-hmm. as an actor um, just recently, and I just I bring it up too often to my all of my friends whenever either of them are on screen. But uh, you know, she's married, I think, to Ewan McGregor now. Yes. But uh, I just went on an unfortunate deep dive yesterday oh, when no. I started this movie of just like it's not even like any like, but it's it's just one of those things where so like they were both married and like mm-hmm. yeah they're both married to other people and they met on Fargo and like they started dating yeah so it's like they like. It's like two marriages broke up or whatever. Mm. This is just like standard Hollywood gossip She stuff. was like my celebrity crush until you told me that. And I was like, oh, that <laughs> sucks. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to sound like I'm blaming her. I mean, obviously, it's Ian McGregor also. Like, yeah. it takes two people. And uh, whenever Ian <laughs> McGregor shows up on things, I'm like... <laughs> he like, ruined his family and he's real as with Winston. Like, Lily's like, I love Ian McGregor. I can't wait for the <laughs> Obi-Wan show. I'm like, yeah, except for that time when he ruined his family's life. It's more so I just like to bring it up and ruin everybody. He's never going to be our sh- on our show now. Oh no! Yeah, he will. <laughs> he, he will. will. He'll take it. He'll put the record straight. Yeah, he'll set the record straight. Like for one thing, I was never happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? It's just one of those things that's just like I'm not even trying to criticize either of them. It's just one of those unfortunate Hollywood things. That yes, doesn't even really happen as much anymore in the sense of like. It's like, oh, if this was like the studio contract days of like the 40s and 50s, it's like you would never hear about their infidelities. No. They're like a perfect star couple or mm-hmm. something or uh, never know that he was married in the first place or something. <laughs> yeah. It's just the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know? But Do you wish that studios like did that thing where they are do have that like heavy contract where like they own the star pretty much? I mean, they kind of still do in some ways. I think like Marvel like, does. Yeah. It's like, you know. It's it's different. Obviously, they're contract players in the sense of nowadays where they have just an extended contract, mm-hmm. but you can't work only for a certain studio. Yeah. I believe. I'm pretty sure that's like. But like they, they broke can, that. You but know. they can like make your time schedule so like rigorous to that those movies that like you don't really have much of a choice. Right, which is probably something similar to what happened with Mission Impossible Six mm. with Henry Cavill yeah. and the Superman mustache incident. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, along with him probably not wanting to come back to it. Because the director changed over and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he did come back to it just for the mustache. Yeah. But they should have just released the mustache cut. Release the stash cut. They'd be great At to see some deleted with the scenes. Like, come on. It'd be funny. But yeah, I mean, I still like Mary Elizabeth Winston a lot as an actor, like like Birds of Prey. And yeah, she's a great. She's Huntress in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But there's just that. <laughs> it's just like. It's I just like, love bringing that. <laughs> it's just, there's just the, like, it's the whole celebrity thing. Like, oh, I love this actor. And then you mm-hmm. find out they did kind of crappy things. Like, yeah. Probably everybody did crappy things. We've all like, done bad things. We've all. <laughs> broken up marriages. <laughs> tell, tell them about the time you broke up a marriage. <laughs> it wasn't mine. 
<laughs> I love that idea so much more. Well, it wasn't my marriage. But... Nor was I nor was I involved with anybody. <laughs> I broke it up. <laughs> Just on the street. Within whoa, five whoa. minutes I broke up a family. There's a show on HGTV called Love It or List It. And the whole thing is just about these like realtor team that one of them redesigns houses and the other one sells houses. And they're trying to get usually a married couple to either renovate their old house and keep it or once it renovated, sell it and buy a new house that the realtor, the the other realtor like picked out for them. And I always think it's really funny because the couple usually bickers and fights the entire time on like the HGTV on like the HGTV when they do the interviews. Like, I think we should do this. I think we should do that. So I think it should actually be called Love It, List It, or Get a Divorce. And there's a lawyer Jeez. that's also there, and he has like contracts that they're ready. And he's like, "How about you guys don't do either and get a divorce?" <laughs> it's the third option. Exactly. It's, it's like the dark third option. Buying a house is probably stressful, especially if you're on a TV show. Oh yeah. Like you're probably gonna get shafted at, with something. Mm-hmm. And like every time they do redesign those, they're always like, "So the infrastructure is all wrong, and we need you to sink another thirty thousand dollars in. Otherwise, I can't do the renovations you wanted." Or it's like, "My budget, I can't do the things you really wanted me to do. I'm just strengthening the infrastructure of the house." Yeah. Wait. What? That's the, one of the hosts' accent. She's oh, okay. Australian or British or something. She's the the property sister. She's the property <laughs> sister. The third one. Did you know there's another property brother? Yeah, I think so. It's like one of those Wilson brothers things. The <laughs> Jonas brothers. There's, there's <laughs> Wilsons. Like Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson, oh. and third Wilson. There's third Wilson. Yeah, and then there's also uh, the Hemsworths. There's a third. Wil- there's a third Wilson in the Hemsworths. <laughs> <laughs> there's a third Hemsworth. There's like nine Wahlberg siblings. Oh shit! Of course there are. I mean, you know, whatever, well, whatever Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Ewan McGregor did pales in comparison to whatever Mark Wahlberg did. So I'm just gonna say, <laughs> yeah, he's Mark Wahlberg's a true blue bastard. <laughs> <laughs> At least as a as a young man. Yeah, as a young man. Uh, God, <laughs> I forget that I work in the film industry. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's gonna hear this and be like, damn. He can't work on my movie now. I can't believe Tyler said that about me after he said all those nice things about me and my family. <laughs> all the nice things. Boston. Brooklyn. Hey, I'm from Boston, eh? He can't be in my movie where I'm a Boston man that saves the United States of America from a terrorist. <laughs> yeah, that, that is probably... I think that's several of his movies yeah. so far. Um, we'll cover Transformers next year. Don't worry. Yeah, it'll be fun. Don't worry, Mark. We'll learn all about Megatron and... His fall from grace and <laughs> the when Megatron committed a hate crime as well. <laughs> when did Megatron commit a hate crime? I Good forgot God. about that. Um, let's go back to this movie. <laughs> okay. I feel like this funeral is very similar to the one in the first one. Oh yeah. There's even like there's not music playing, but it's very like somber and mm-hmm. the like, guy speaking over it, and there's like a crane shot going. <laughs> it's the same similar crane shot to when the boys poop together in the first movie. <laughs> You remember that at the airport? Oh yeah, right, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> the guy's friend's like, "Hey, c- come take shit with me." He's yeah. like, "What?" He's like, "You take a poop on the airplane." <laughs> Everyone doesn't know you're the stink boy. Yeah. The Which is funny because I always have to poop on airplanes. So I was like, "He has a good point." You're always the stink boy. I'm always the stink boy on the airplane. Sometimes I can't because of the air pressure and stuff. Like it just, and then I get a stomachache. It gives me, yeah, it gives me a stomachache, but I have to void my bowels. Is this good podcast content? This is excellent podcast <laughs> content. Good. Um, you know what's sad? What? The fact that you know SpongeBob lives underwater. <laughs> that was a stupid lie. <laughs> I'm like, of course SpongeBob lives under fucking water. <laughs> He's a sponge. He's a sponge. 
Uh, yeah, it's just like one of those things. It's like okay, I'll let all the other stuff fly because at least they're kind of just mentioning things. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of like shaming SpongeBob knowledge in this. It's like, what's wrong with SpongeBob? And also, it's like I can't retain knowledge since I was a child. Like I'm aware of like <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. Either what juniors in high school, maybe no, they're they're grad night seniors. Yeah, so it's like, and this is 2006. I think SpongeBob's been out since like 2000. 2000. Yeah. yeah, 2002 maybe. I remember. I think this is how it goes. At least in my memory, I remember seeing the pilot, like the, the premiere at like the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards or something. Oh, wow. I think they played it at that year's Choice Awards. But That's like, crazy. Or right after. It might have been right after. It's such a staple now. Can That's we... my memory. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, SpongeBob shaming. Yeah, that that was I was like, this is unearned. SpongeBob hasn't done anything wrong. Such such a 2021 thing to SpongeBob say. SpongeBob hasn't broken up any marriages. <laughs> such a 2021 thing to say. SpongeBob shaming. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. Did you know Patrick Starr is getting a spinoff show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's on a big bol- big billboard by like the Warner Brothers studio. So yeah, yeah. And there's like three SpongeBob movies now. There are. Yeah. We're gonna have to do those too. Hello? Hi. Hello? Who's there? Psych, leave a message. <laughs> I love it when... Kimberly! <laughs> I, love, I love it when... <laughs> that is the voicemail gag in every movie, especially when there's a lot of suspense. Yeah. When you're like trying to talk to someone for a while. It's like, hello? <gasps> Ashley, you gotta hurry. It's coming. Psych! <laughs> <laughs> what were we watching there? It was like a really good one. Wasn't it one of the Naked Guns or something? I think it was the Naked Gun. <laughs> Whatever, like a really intense like voicemail gag. <laughs> Seems like, like hello? That. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's there? It's da-da-da. Well, I'm not going to the... I'm not at the phone right now. <laughs> what else is even in this movie that we haven't covered? The deaths are just really like morbid for the most part. They're not, They're not fun. fun. I mean, I guess you shouldn't have fun seeing people get cleaved in half. But I mean, like, I had fun in the second a... one watching them yeah, get cleaved in like, half. It, the whole it was tone fun. is different. Yeah. yeah. This one's like, no, they're dead. I mean, mm. the actual roller coaster explosion is pretty fun. Yeah, like, that one, that's a fun ride. <laughs> it's all because of somebody drops, or Freddy drops his camcorder. Right, yes. And it just ruins the entire <laughs> roller coaster. She just needed to stop Freddy. He just needed to be stopped. He really did. That man... He's he's a very bad man. Freddy, I think, is the most problematic creature in this movie. I, I I even thought he's supposed to be comic relief. He definitely is the comic relief character. Like he's that archetype. Yeah, but he's in, in three scenes and that's it. And he's just gross every time. Mm-hmm. So it's like I guess comic relief is just objectifying women. Like I didn't yeah. really. Uh, or it's like this like middling looking man thinks he's a player or something. <laughs> I like his doofy hat. His doofy hat was very fun. I <laughs> I liked when he was in the funeral and he's like I just. I just can't believe they all want to just, they want to love me so much. So it's the makeup, the tanning. And the, I'm like, like, Freddie, good job for making every story about you, you bastard. And then he like tries to kiss her. Like, <laughs> right. the, the lean in to kiss did make me laugh. Yeah, that is, it's like the final punch on the joke. It's yeah. like, okay, that is funny as like a joke delivery system. Mm-hmm. But just the subject matter, it's, <laughs> it's like, horrible. it's a, uh, I mean, just it, whatever. We don't need to talk about it anymore. It's just like, it's yeah. just obviously dated. Mm, it's, yeah. It's all, well, I mean, it should have been dated then. I'm yeah. Like, but it's, it's just annoying to see. But <laughs> I did think about it. I'm just going like, oh, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Man, like the first, one of the first people to die on the roller coaster in like the flash forward mm-hmm. is a uh, Texas battle. Yeah. He just flies off and like hits his back on yeah. a pipe and just keeps flying away. I'm like, horrible. that's insane. Like, like that's... he's lost to the dark. Yeah. And she, I think she looks down and doesn't see him anymore. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, where did he go? 
voiding the devil monster ate him <laughs> i just like the whole roller coaster completely falling apart good stuff when we were talking about tony todd i really miss tony todd in this like, i wanted yeah. him here somewhere so badly but he just never shows up he voices he voices like the devil at the carnival oh that's what it is and also the like train conductor at the very end of the movie when it's just like i knew it i was like that sounds like tony todd he's like next stop end of the line <laughs> something like that like, wrong yeah. concomo <laughs> i also understood why he didn't want to be in this if that was what actually went down yeah I like it when they're driving and she's like showing him pictures and he almost crashes into <laughs> someone. It's like just pull over and look at the photos. Go through the drive through. Go through the drive through so no one sees us talking about this. <laughs> I do like that Freddy is the one flipping them off because yeah. it's like he's just completely oblivious. Yeah. He's an idiot. Uh, they they're less organized in this. In the second one, they're very organized. With like they're like get the survivors together. We can like do this. Yeah. In this one, they're going to everybody one by one <laughs> and being like, "Excuse me, um, hi, we might die." <laughs> they have all these different songs. They have that. There's someone walking behind you. And what was in the second one? There was a song in the second one though. Is was it Highway to Hell? That was a song that played in the second <laughs> that one. That was one of the songs. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning. It, yeah, it was Highway to Hell in that. And then the first one is uh, Colorado Mount Colorado Mount Rockies or something like that. Yeah, and that one's fine. I kind of wish they just kept a motif of just one song throughout the entire thing, which would been probably been a little more fun for me. Yeah, I don't think there's a, I don't know if there's a motif of that in the second one either. Yeah, because there's Highway to Hell, but it's just like in the beginning, briefly. Yeah, yeah. but it's they just on the radio. Yeah, cause obviously James Wong liked the idea of like a song of like impending doom throughout the movie, which I like that idea too. I think that's fun, like kind of unsuspecting song, especially. With like someone right. walking behind you in Colorado Rocky Mountain or whatever, and I was like, "That's good." And with this with this third movie, I was kind of like, "How come they're not using Don't Fear the Reaper?" Like the really obvious on the nose one, especially <laughs> coming hot off the second one. Like they did Highway to Hell, where's Don't Fear the Reaper? <laughs> I think the Love Train song at the end is really stupid, but it's also like kind of fun. Yeah, it's like it's Tommy Lee, I guess, did it. So it's like kind of metal. Yeah, it's fun. Tommy Lee of Motley Crue. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, that Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Lee? <laughs> I wish it was Tommy Lee Jones. How come he doesn't have like a crooning career like Bruce Willis did? I don't know. He seems like he'd be really good at it. <laughs> Dude, does he? I think he could do it. Any star can be whatever the hell they want. They can throw money at whatever they want to do. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> like break up marriages. Because <laughs> they're stars, damn it. The thing is, we're inching close to like Godzilla level, but not nearly. And that's a reference for everybody. For the Patreon to subscribe, even at even at the Dirty Wet Hog Bread level, you get to hear the levels we go to in Godzilla 1998. Oh, yeah. The depravity we sink to. Yep. Uh, we also mentioned 9-11 in that episode. <laughs> we do mention 9-11. Um, I mean, it's Godzilla New York. I don't know. Yeah, it's But uh, hey, this one's front and center. There's yeah. Just, I, don't, I don't understand it. No. I don't. It doesn't even make any sense. It just seems really crass and like, it's like, it's this, really bad taste. It's this, like not even like absolutely. funny. It's just like this is bad. <laughs> this movie also takes deaths a lot more seriously in, in terms of how gruesome they are. Mm-hmm. It's just like James Wong, how do you feel about like nine eleven? Like <laughs> whatever. Like I'm not trying to get all serious about it, but it's just uh there's a fine line, you mm-hmm. know? Between like fun and camp and like, hey, but also nine eleven. <laughs> it's like okay. Cause especially because he kind of frames it in like the the eyes of like a conspiracy, where she's like, "Look, when nine eleven happened, there was a shadow of a plane on the twin towers. Yeah. There's a shadow of George Bush waving." <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna do it again. <laughs> He's gonna do it again. 
a great meme. <laughs> what was that? What was this? George, George W. Bush posted like a picture of a building in in Las Vegas, and everyone was just like, "Oh He's no!" Do it again. <sighs> God, this is funny. <laughs> How do you feel about the uh, tricentennial celebration? I think it's stupid. (laughs) All of it? All of it. Like the concept of doing one or like the set pieces? The concept of doing one I think is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) The set piece itself is dumb. I'm there right now. I'm working security at the tricentennial. (laughs) What are you talking about? It's all overexposed and out of focus. Like like I'm going to get hit by a firework. (laughs) No, like your face is gonna get burned off in a barbecue. <laughs> oh yeah, the shish kebab like impales yeah. somebody, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Or it makes something explode. Yeah, it's gonna like make the barbecue explode in his face, and he's saved at the last minute. <laughs> yeah, he does get hit by. A, he gets kicked by a horse, and the barbecue explodes. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. He's okay. He's just a little burn on his face. He ran directly at the rear end of a horse and didn't expect to get kicked. Like <laughs> a very spooked horse. Yeah, it was. It was very good. What did you think of the tricentennial? I don't know. I like the Ben Franklin impersonator. <laughs> well, that was. I hope there's some lightning. <laughs> that was a good line. That's your. That's your role in the movie. Yeah, it was. I hope there's some lightning soon. <laughs> Looks directly at camera. That's your one line. Uh, Tart Halfley. Yeah. Taft Hartley. Taft Hartley. Tart Halfley. Into the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want like a red like a red filter to go over the screen. It goes. <laughs> and I look at the screen. And then Ben Franklin shoots lightning at people. <laughs> Do you think Palpatine was Ben Franklin? In Star Wars, yes. <laughs> then who is Count Dooku? Um, George Washington. Huh? Yeah. Maybe Mace Windu is George Washington. Who's General Grievous? General Grievous <laughs> is... Who's no, I have one for this. General Grievous is General... There's that shitty general that Washington takes over for. General Lee, that's who he is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was imagining uh, whoever the leader of the British troops were. I can't oh. remember his name. Oh, I don't uh, know his name. Cornwallis. <laughs> Cornwallis. Isn't oh, it? Cornwall. I think you're right, Cornwallis. Yeah, that's my. That makes sense. Sure. Do we want to do any other revolutionaries and who their Star Wars count? R two D two is Paul Revere. Uh, I mean, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's C three PO then? That's a good question. Um, John Adams. Who is Aaron Burr? Anakin. Anakin is Aaron Burr. Orlando is Aaron Burr, actually. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, I think Anakin's probably Hamilton. Then he has a lot of like promise, and then he like sinks his political career. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then I guess Obi Wan is uh, Benjamin Franklin. Jar Jar is Donald Trump. <laughs> he does support <laughs> what well, fascist regime? regime. <laughs> yeah, and they're both kind of orange, I guess. <laughs> Everywhere you look. Um, there we go. It's the revolutionary Star Wars comparison you all really wanted to hear from the franchise. You're welcome. Uh, I don't know. That That's basically it. That's your TikTok, Tyler. You morph Star Wars characters <laughs> into revolutionaries. Yeah. Qui-Gon is uh, Barack Obama. <laughs> I don't know. Abraham Lincoln, I guess. Yeah. Like, that's a better transformation, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I shouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> Need to need to stop. Joe Biden is the guy in the beginning of the rise of of, of what's called a Force Awakens, the old man who Kylo Ren kills. <laughs> Joe Biden's whoever's really sleepy in that movie. <laughs> sleepy Joe. 
Jesus Christ. Does anybody ever sleep in those movies? I guess. I've never seen a person sleep in Star Wars. That's not waking up from a nightmare or having a vision instead. I guess you're right. Anakin sleeps and has a nightmare vision and is all sweaty. Yeah. You don't just see someone sleeping. <laughs> That's. That's a song from Star Wars. Internal Revenge monologue. <laughs> Internal monologue. Um, what else? I don't know. I like that they say PSP. I like that they say it's iPod. Great... I like that they say Osama bin Supervisor. <laughs> I did like the PSP line because mostly because I think he refers to it. He says, "Give me a if I if if you're at my funeral, give me a PSP." Or he says, "You'll be dead at your funeral, Lewis." <laughs> yeah, he's gonna play in his in his grave, I guess. <laughs> it's just like I've crashed Bandicoot playing all his corpse. Like, um, I think the most evergreen thing about this movie is saying most likely to become manager at Red Lobster, because mm. it's just kind of like one of those roasts, you know? Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, all respect imagine, to Red Lobster managers. I mean, imagine having to pose for that picture in your yearbook when they take that of you. <laughs> I feel like they just caught him. He's just like, oh, and his picture's all blown out and out of focus. That's good. Did that? Is that what they did in your high school, or did you have? Did you? Did you have people pose for their most likelies? Um, I was looking through my old yearbooks and stuff uh, at my parents' place, mm-hmm. like elementary school, no, junior high. Yeah, and like, oh man, so much of this stuff's awkward. <laughs> it is, but yeah, everyone posed. And Were you a most likely? No, oh, I was. Most likely to most likely to be on either Broadway or a movie star. I remember I posed with both Ashley Wagner and I think Jenna Boyd too, who is an actual famous actress now. Have them on the pod, Jenna Boyd. If you're listening to this, come on down to the franchise. We'd love to talk to you about uh, what's that show you're on called? Atypical. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. That's what we really want to talk to you about. <laughs> oh, it's a franchise. <laughs> it's a franchise. Come on down for Sisterhood. We'll get a lot more views. Be fun to catch up. Whatever it is you're doing, we'd love to hear about it. <laughs> We're sorry we talked crap on other actors, but we won't do it to We're, you. I think we did a silly on Kate and Boyd at one point about, about oh, yeah, the angel things and X-Men, but it's all in good fun. <laughs> Make sure we have our bases covered of bringing up when we insulted people they know. <laughs> oh, hold on. I'm sorry. My mom's calling me. One sec. Hello? Hi, Ma. What's up? Okay, um, Tyler, Tyler's still here, so we'll, we'll wrap it up now. We're kind of running out of things to say anyway. All good. I thought so too, but you know, here we are, still talking about what's called um, what's the movie called? Final Destination. Final Destination Three. 3. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. All right. You heard the woman, Tyler. We have to. We have to finish this. I'm keeping all this in. Good. My whole phone call with my mom. Well, final thoughts, Connery? Final thoughts. D- no one call me Nani. And uh, Nani? <laughs> that's what my mom called me on the phone. I'm not sure if it'll pick up on the mic or not. Well, it will now. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to just jam it up. <laughs> Hi, Nani. <laughs> but final thoughts. This movie is much more upsetting than its other two counterparts. He somehow got more deranged with his killing of women, which I really didn't enjoy. And... It seemed to me a very lackluster sequel to two movies I was having fun with. What are your thoughts? Yeah, basically all that. Um, the overall cast just isn't as fun. Like, Mary mm-hmm. Elizabeth Winstead's good, but that's kind of... But she broke up it. a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Texas Battle's death scene. 
Because it's just so ridiculous. He's just oh, like, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, death can't touch me. <laughs> everyone in there is screaming, working out, and grunting so loud. It's like at Planet Fitness or whatever. Yes. It's like there's like there's like a hunk alarm or something. Or something. <laughs> there's a hunk alarm? Not a hunk alarm. It's like something. It's like a hunk alert. It's something like that where it's like if people are grunting, it goes off. So it like makes them embarrassed. <laughs> That's funny. For being too like I'm working stupid. Out. Yeah, I forget what it's called. Uh, we don't have time to look it up. That that part's good, but overall, this movie's far third for me so far. Yeah, I agree. So, well, I guess we should wrap it up. Well, Tyler, do you have any movie movie pass information for us today? Movie? Not movie pass. <laughs> movie pass. Any uh, letterbox? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, we're, we're, you're right. Well, I'm, we're not in the right dim- right dimension yet. Beyond critical thought, beyond comprehension, enter a new dimension of movie reviews. This is my totem. <laughs> you have totem. <laughs> this is my totem. <laughs> Little uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt from uh, Inception for you. Yep, yep. These are the letterbox logs. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, here's one from Megan. Just, just, just Megan. Megan. Me on roller coaster tycoon making rides engineered to kill all the people in the theme park. <laughs> Two and a half stars. Yep. These are all reviews on Letterboxd, and I like them. Here's one from Aaliyah, who I think we've done one before, too. Oh, that makes sense. Now, why was she surprised that he knew that SpongeBob lives in the ocean? (laughs) Three and a half stars. Oh, wait, what? Is this the same? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Megan did this one. Jay did the first one. Uh, Forgive me, Jay. Sorry, Jay. Not YouTube Jay. (laughs) YouTube Jay. From Megan. Six Flags really do be like that sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Something I can definitely attest to, having grown up near Six Flags Magic Mountain. I fully believe that. Yeah. Six Flags puts people's lives <laughs> in danger is, every day. That place is kind of horrifying. <laughs> now Six Flags will never let us do a podcast there. Aww. But let's all go to Hurricane Harbor. That sounds fun. Get fungal diseases. <laughs> Connor, what do you have to plug? If you enjoy the sound of my voice, you'll also enjoy tabletop role-playing games. You'll probably enjoy Starship Impala. It's an actual play role-playing game podcast where me and four other hosts play the Starfinder game. Check it out. Over 100 hours of content waiting for you to devour. It's on the podcast app and uh, iTunes podcast app, and it's on SoundCloud. Go for it. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Uh, follow me on Instagram at Tiami Vice, and follow us at the Franchise Podcast at gmail.com. Email us there. I mess that up every time. That's fine. Comment, question, complaint, concern, compliments. Mm. Give us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Please. Please. Please do it. Um, <laughs> and follow us at Franchise Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, I don't know. Wingdings. <laughs> wingding.com. <laughs> Is it a website? It's just all on Wingdings. I hope it's a wing- Wingding website. My favorite font. Wingdings. And Aren't Wingdings a candy? Are we trying to leave? Yeah, we're trying to leave. Charleston chooses as a candy. Right. Until next time, fuck you, Ben Franklin. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>